Martial artists are cowards. Well, at least some of them are. Self-defense. Self-awareness. Self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com and themartialist.net. I am your host, the aforementioned Phil Elmore. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. The topic for today is martial artists are cowards. And by that I don't mean all martial artists. But why are there so many cowards in the martial arts? Um, I've been inspired recently by... This has been ongoing for my entire life, the entire amount of my adult life that I have been involved in the martial arts. I have encountered cowards who are part of the martial arts, weaklings, people who have serious mental deficiencies. And I, I, these are not just the people of my personal acquaintance. If you spend any time online, and there's so much martial arts stuff online to consume, to enjoy, to look at, there are so many people who are very obviously cowards, and mentally unwell. There's so, there's so much untreated mental illness in the martial arts field overall. And we've brushed up against this topic a few times here at the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Um, I should get a little bell to ring every time I say my name. I may do that. Um, we've brushed up against this topic, but really we haven't gone directly at why. Why do the martial arts draw so many cowards, so many weak-willed human beings? Uh, and I think there are a few different reasons for this, and we're going to talk about them today. Uh, I have a few stories that I can tell you in that regard as well. You would think the martial arts are supposed to make you stronger and more competent and more confident and uh, better able to defend yourself. Like Theoretically, the martial arts are a vehicle for building character, for building um, a better you. And so many people who tout the benefits of the martial arts some of them forget the martial in martial art. They forget that this really should be about self-defense. In my mind, there's no such thing as a, a martial art if it's not focused on self-defense. But if you've forgotten that, you're doing something. It's some sort of athletic exercise. It's not a martial art. Uh, and I've talked about that before. But uh, that aside, when people talk about the benefits that martial arts training are supposed to confer on you, They'll talk about how it's supposed to build your character and your discipline. And you would think, based on what those people have to say about the benefits of the martial arts, that martial arts would weed out the weak-willed cowards from among, from among its ranks. And what you'd end up with are a better class of human being. You would think that from among the ranks of martial artists, you would be looking at some of the better human beings that society has to offer. Unfortunately, the exact opposite is true. The martial arts draw to it, to, to them, to they. <laughs> Weirdos are drawn to the martial arts, is the point I'm making. Weaklings are drawn to the martial arts. Cowards are drawn to the martial arts for one overarching reason, power. The ability to fight, the ability to defend yourself, the ability to be confident in who you are is integral to all predominantly male power fantasies. I'm sure women must have them as well. Um, I can't speak to that because I'm not a woman, but uh, I know men and women are different in their psychological makeup. For example, in school, boys are more likely to physically fight. W girls are more likely to use psychological tactics against their enemies. Both sides do a lot of harassment on social media these days. 
I guess I'm fortunate to have grown up in an era where that was not a consideration because I have no idea, no frame of reference for what being harassed online as a school child would be like. Um, because unlike in the adult world, where if somebody gets a little, goes a little too far online, you have options. You can go to the authorities, you can go to the cops, you can you know, even take civil legal action if you need to. In school, if you're being harassed online by bullies who are using social media, you then are forced by law to go to the very place uh, where these people are and have to interact with them in person after you've interacted with them online. It's kind of like prison in that way uh, because you have to be there. You don't have a choice. Unless your parents pull you out and homeschool you, you don't have a choice but to be there. So one wonders, given the landscape that is martial arts online and martial arts in real life, how much, how much intersection is there between the cowardly behavior that goes online and the cowardly behavior that goes on, in, goes on online and goes on in real life? Uh, I'm rambling a little bit, but it's because I, this is an idea that just kind of came to me this morning. And the reason the idea came to me this morning is we have our very first hate video. Um, I have a friend, a, a business colleague of mine, who gave me some advice on how to market the channel. Because when I originally started doing videos on the Martialist YouTube channel, and I went back to doing Surviving the News, my news and commentary podcast, um, I wanted to do it to force myself to do something fun. I enjoy telling you what I think, and there are about 20 human beings on the face of planet Earth who enjoy listening to me telling you what I think. Um, I wanted it to be as simple as possible. So when I first started out, I was just recording the videos, uploading them to the podcast site, and leaving it at that. Then I started putting the videos on YouTube as well, because I know there are certain shows that I listen to on YouTube, uh, and I even pay, I hate, I hate to say this, I pay for a premium membership so that I can minimize the window and listen to things. YouTube was brilliant in how they denied that feature to non-paying members, because being able to minimize a video and just listen to the commentary, most of the stuff I listen to is people talking. Uh, it's the equivalent of talk shows. It's pundits. So I pay for that feature and I get a lot of value for my money because there's so much stuff that I listen to on YouTube. So I started putting the, the podcasts on YouTube as well. Well, my, my business colleague, who is also a brilliant salesman, he's done this for years and years, um, he told me, look, you got to start doing the the thumbnails people want to be able to visually see what the video is going to be about by looking at it you know the titles on there um, I've read that when a, a personality puts their picture in the thumbnail that that that's also helpful because you're telling the audience exactly what it is so that they can make a snap decision on whether or not to click on the video and they're more likely to click on it if they know what they're getting and I, I, I've experienced this myself from the other side like if I'm looking through videos and I see uh, this is episode 40 of such and such podcast but there's nothing on there that tells me what it's about I don't know if I want to listen to that so I probably don't uh, and at the same time the he gave me some other marketing advice about how the YouTube algorithm works and how you should make sure that something you say is in the first 30 seconds it's mirrored by the title of the video so that things match up apparently the algorithm likes that these things change on a dime but alright so now I'm putting a little more time and effort into the video production and and then one way that I found to kind of cut down on some of the double work that's involved is because I have this set up 
the reason you're at an angle when you look at these videos, if you're watching this on YouTube, is because I have an HD webcam that is better than the one that's built into the laptop that's pointed over here. And I have my microphone and that video feed flowing through a, a piece of shareware that is called Better Screen Recorder. It's really quite nice. Uh, and it allows me to record everything and then when I make the video and I do the the little bit of sound mixing that I do with the the intro music and the outro music stuff like that I can then convert that video to an mp3 file and upload that to the podcast platforms uh, for surviving the news and for the martial arts podcast with Phil Elmore so it all became a lot more work than I ever envisioned it being there's a lot more production time involved but it was all done towards the purpose of maybe getting more eyeballs on what I'm doing. I even had a comment recently, why don't you have more subscribers? And of course the answer to that is I just started this show. Uh, I've had the YouTube channel for the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore, uh, the, it's called The Martialist. I've had that channel set up and sitting there for years. And I don't know, I'm not sure why I set it up. I think maybe I was using it at one time and then I deleted the stuff that was on there. I don't remember. but. When I realized I still had it, I started using it again, and that was just a couple of months back. Uh, we still have almost no subscribers. Almost no one listens to this. But at the same time, I did have a tiny amount of viral success on TikTok. I had a video that's got a couple of hundred thousand views on it now. Uh, that's nothing in the in the world of, of social media, uh, you know, compared to some people. Like one guy who just has a few videos of Home Depot tool deals on his channel has like 11,000 followers. Uh, you know, and that's that's I have a fraction of that. So I'm not uh, I'm not kidding myself into thinking that this is going to become something huge anytime soon. But we have our first hate video, and that's what inspired this topic. That's what inspired this uh, particular episode. There's a guy, same guy, under 50 different accounts. He's always creating different accounts because he has to. Because every time he tries to comment, I block him specifically to force him to have to create another account because that's fun for me. Um, and he's very, very deeply upset that I continue to do what I do. Now, I am nobody, and all you would have to do to not see my stuff is not listen to it, not watch it. Um, I have no success, and yet the tiny, tiny amount of success that I have bothers this individual a great deal. Uh, so much so that he created an entire hate video of me and used a bunch of footage and photographs of me because he's really obsessed with how I look, apparently, which tells me that this is somebody who's probably deeply, deeply insecure in his own appearance because, I don't know, there's some there's some weird element of projection going on there. Um, I know what I look like. Uh, I know I'm not exactly beautiful, but all I have to work with is me. If I was an attractive woman, my career would be light years ahead of where it is now. Unfortunately, this is what you get. <laughs> So that's all I've got to work with, and I'm going to continue to do so, and I make no apologies for that. But uh, uh, Captain Coward is here, whatever. We should really come up with a name for this guy. Um, I know who this person is. I'm not going to say his name because it, there's no point. Uh, he's just going to keep creating fake accounts. But uh, the fact that we got our first hate video was something that my business colleague mentioned that we need. He's like, look, you need those haters out there telling people how much they hate you. That's a big part of getting the word out about your show. I'm like, oh, okay. So I feel like we've we've hit uh, the tiniest of milestones 
in what I hope will eventually maybe be the success of the martial arts podcast with Phil Elmore, which is there's people out there who are upset enough that they've made entire videos about what a jerk I am. Um, there's not any substance to the video, and in what is really the saddest of sad things, the same guy had to create other fake accounts, including one that pretends to be a fan club of mine, so that he could argue with himself and make it look like anyone knew about the video or cared. And that's just sad. Look, man, I get it. I understand that you want to make it look like anyone cares about what you're doing. I understand that there's probably an element of jealousy here, although you should shoot higher because there's nothing I'm doing that's worth being jealous of. I understand that you're insecure in how you look, which is why you're so fixated on my appearance. And I'm sorry about that. I mean, I feel like that's probably not something you need to worry about. Most people are not as ugly as I am, so I feel like you're probably doing okay, even though you probably look in the mirror and you hate what you see. Um, more deeply, though, more importantly, this person is a martial arts coward. Uh, and that brought me to the topic of martial arts cowards. So many people come to the martial arts uh, because they are cowards. They're afraid. They're insecure. Now, in some cases, the martial arts fixes them. It makes them more confident. It makes them less afraid. This was my own experience. I liked, I've said many times that uh, Chuck Norris cured my hypochondria. By that, I mean I was a hypochondriac. I had a real mental problem where I, was, I had this vague notion that there were germs everywhere. Kind of like how <laughs> this was the real irony of the 2020-2021 pandemic. There was a time in my life when I was afraid to touch anything that other people had touched, like uh, gas pump handles and door handles and stuff like that, uh, because germs. There were germs. I don't know what the germs were supposed to do, but in my head, there were germs. And uh, this was exactly how we were expected to behave during the pandemic, during those early months when they were convinced it was happening on surfaces. So all of the behaviors that I had broken myself of, I now had to sort of re-implement, which was really obnoxious. Fortunately, I was able to revert back to not being a hypochondriac after a brief stint of wondering if I should just wear gloves everywhere I went. Um, but uh, when I started taking martial arts and I started to become more confident, more, more self-assured, there's this weird thing that happens. When you know you could beat somebody up, you feel better even if it's inappropriate for you to beat them up. So, like, I had a very domineering boss at the time. And knowing that I could just go dive across the table and beat the stuffing out of him, I never would because that's inappropriate. But somehow the knowledge that I now had the ability to do that made me more confident and better able to just tolerate being mistreated and then take steps to not be mistreated. A, a funny thing happens when you start asserting your boundaries and you refuse to let people mistreat you. They either accept that and stop or your, the circumstances of your life change. Um, and I had a coworker who I had mentioned that people were acting weird, um, acting reluctant to, to be as abusive as they once had. And a coworker of mine actually said, well, it's because you've changed. You're, you're not letting them push you around. And that was a weird sort of external observation. And that's when I started, first started putting together the fact that martial arts had made this mental difference in me. The, you know, uh, sort of the confidence of having competence in self-defense. It makes a big difference. When you, when you believe that you can handle yourself, when you believe that you have the ability to stand up for yourself, so many things change in your mental makeup and suddenly you're not bothered by things that bothered you before. You're not insecure about things that made you insecure before. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that people who have confidence and self-respect are often seen as non-reactive. 
uh, I saw a whole video about this examining how Daniel Craig's James Bond is non-reactive and that's why he comes across as so cool and confident on screen and that is that you know when you insult James Bond when when you do anything that isn't trying to murder him he generally does not react because why would he need to because he's that confident in his own abilities um, when he approaches a woman and gets shot down he's not bothered by that either he just either swings back around or moves on to the next one you know it's 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 a very visibly uh, perceivable manifestation of confidence the opposite of that are these people who lose their minds anytime they see something they don't like these people who get so angry and so threatening um, there's there's an old saying that I've forgotten how exactly it's worded about you know the the smallest dog barks the loudest or something like that you get these people online one of the things that people martial artists online never do is fight each other and they're always challenging each other to fight um, it almost never happens on those rare occasions that it does it's a pretty big event um, but they're constantly challenging each other to fight and then they don't do it um, another thing they're constantly threatening to do is sue each other that happens only rarely but it does happen on occasion I had reason to go looking for an attorney not that long ago because uh, I actually had to put the machinery together to, to do some actual litigation and it's so expensive uh, the idea of like you need to have a few thousand dollars just to put a lawyer on retainer for a lot of this stuff and the thought of spending that kind of money just gulls me but you do it if you have to and you know I'm fortunate enough I, I'm not wealthy by any stretch but I'm fortunate in my life to have some resources to have the ability to if I need to spend money on nonsense like that I guess I can I'd much rather spend money on things like God help me, I'm a grown-up now. Furniture. <laughs> um, in recent memory, I've bought a bed and a couch. And uh, it, wow, furniture is so expensive. You know, uh, my lady and I have purchased a, a, a bed and a couch and the amount of money that goes into just the simplest things. Oh, and a kitchen table. We bought a kitchen table as well. Um, really nice one. I never thought I would have opinions about kitchen tables. That's what it is to be an adult, kids. But anyway, these these cowards in the martial arts, they are drawn to the notion of power from fighting ability because for them, it always becomes who can you intimidate? Who can you threaten with your ability to fight? There is a martial artist who I've mentioned before and never named who was legendary as some kind of cokehead uh, who's even been represented in drawings I've seen where there are deep lines under his eyes representing him as some kind of cokehead. He was, I had never heard anything positive about this guy. He was a jerk. But he was renowned for his fighting ability. He would have to be, because it sounded like he was living a lifestyle where he would need to be able to defend himself physically. I've since been told that he's toned it down and that he's become better. I don't know that. I don't know the guy. All I can do is tell you what I've heard. And over the years, I've heard a lot of martial arts lore. I've been very plugged into a lot of different martial arts scenes. Part of that is because I do so much writing in the martial arts, so much ghost writing in the martial arts. I've written entire textbooks for people. Um, I've written more articles than I can count. For years, I've been writing. I've written you know, over 100 issues of a self-defense newsletter that I write for a, a client. Just, you know, it, it goes on and on. But what the, what the real martial arts cowards all have in common is they don't actually want to improve themselves. They want you to be impressed, but they're not focused on self-development. They're not focused on getting better. They're focused on 
making sure that you know how cool they think they are. So you, you can see this difference in the types of, uh, most of these people do social media, and you can see the difference in the types of videos that they do. If they do videos where they're trying to extol to you the virtues of certain techniques, how-to videos, they're trying to educate, sometimes people are teaching and they're incompetent at it, and that's a different issue. I wouldn't call those people cowards, they're just not particularly good at what they do and they're trying to assume a level of ability that they don't have. But the, the biggest cowards in the martial arts are the ones whose videos are all about how awesome they are. So they, they get up there and they do all these flashy techniques and they want you to know, well, I'm, I'm good. This is how good I am. You should be impressed and you should be intimidated by me. And it's never as impressive as they think it is. Uh, and a lot of them aren't as good as they think they are, which is interesting because there's this like Simon Cowell in American Idol sort of effect where the people who are most impressed with themselves don't seem to be nearly as good as they should be. It's sad, really. It's sad that so many people uh, play at trying to develop themselves as human beings via the martial arts, and really all they're doing is just kidding themselves. I've talked before about famous martial arts frauds like Ashita Kim, who was a, a ninja figure from the 1980s. Ashita Kim's been doing what he does for almost four decades, I think. And most people, if they did anything for 40 years, would accidentally get better at it. From what I'm told, uh, Mr. Kim never did get any better. He's still kind of operating at the same sort of vague yellow belt level. I just realized that the cat is in the shot. Hello, Mando. He's just been sitting there this whole time. Can you see him? I mean, I mean right? It's, this is mirrored, so it's hard. They're right there. Right there where I'm pointing. That's the cat. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm kind of all over the map this morning. And obviously you can't see the cat if you're listening to the podcast. My apologies. So coming back to the topic of, of cowards in the martial arts. People, there is a personality type. Uh, kind of like back in the 80s when they told us that Dungeons & Dragons was going to warp your child's mind and sever his connection with reality. That's not the case. Children who were likely to want to be separated from reality were drawn to the fantasy of Dungeons & Dragons. It was a reverse causality there. The same is true of martial arts. It's not that there's something wrong with martial arts. There's nothing wrong with learning to defend yourself. Yes, there are some martial arts that are more effective than others. Some of them are wildly ridiculous. Some of the teachers out there are less than reputable. But, but overall, learning to defend yourself is a good thing. But there are personality types that come to the martial arts because they want the power that is being able to fight, being able to intimidate you with their fighting ability. They're all about that. And deep down, if we were to psychologically profile these people, what you're dealing with are people who are deeply, deeply insecure. If they weren't insecure, they wouldn't have to do things like in the case of our hate video maker, they wouldn't have to go after someone like me who is nobody and who has no influence and relatively little skill and and feel better about themselves like oh, congratulations you are apparently better looking than me <laughs> or congratulations you are a better better martial artist than an overweight middle-aged desk jockey with bad knees and a heart condition Woo good for you shoot a little higher <laughs> find a higher goal to attain because this one this bar is low uh, and when they get what they think they want when they you know they start putting out their flashy videos about what great martial artists they are 
Uh, they're not actually teaching anyone. They're not helping anybody. They're not interested in helping anybody. They're interested in impressing you. It all comes back to how they see themselves, and that's why these people get so very angry if you criticize them, if you don't buy into the to the mythos that they're trying to put out. If, if you encounter these personality types and you're never anything but flattering, oh, they'll love you all day long because that's what they want. They want to be affirmed. They want to be patted on the back and patted on the head and told that they're, they're good enough, they're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like them. And really, they are trying to fill a hole in their souls that will never be filled. They are angry, petty, cowardly, small people who are afraid. What are they afraid of? What, where does the cowardice go? They're afraid that they're not good enough. That's the, I think that's the fundamental fear that most people have, that deep down they're not enough, that they're not going to get there, that they're not going to accomplish what they want. And unfortunately, the, the people who are cowards who stay cowards, who don't become better, are the ones who are unwilling to put the work in to improve. Um, I've gotten where I am simply through diligent work over years, and it was not easy. Uh, and even then, it's only a moderate level of success. Like, I make a living off of the things that I write, but I'm not rich. I have to hustle all the time. I'm constantly working. Um, you know, I, I work probably 80 hours minimum every week. Uh, and there's, you know, I, I'm, there's almost no day that I'm not working, you know, almost seven days a week. Um, and that's not, you know, oh, poor me, I work so much. I, I'm kind of a workaholic, honestly. I've forgotten how to not work. But... If you put the time in, if you diligently put in the effort, you can improve at anything, anything. You know, like I said, 40 years of doing one thing, anybody would accidentally get better at it. Well, if you just put the time and the work in and you're honest with yourself, you can improve. But the, the people who come to the martial arts with the souls of cowards, they cannot improve. They cannot do better because they don't want to. They don't want to work on themselves. They're not interested in hard work. They're only interested in affirmation and impressing you. And that's how you'll always be able to spot them. The people trying hardest to impress you, the people barking the loudest, the people who are the angriest are fundamentally the most insecure and the most cowardly. Um, and that's something worth thinking about because we should all examine our own behavior and go, Do I, am I corresponding to any of these things? Um, little, little introspection goes a long way when it comes to your martial development. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. I have been your host, Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.